yeah. Don't it sound so epic? Horns are screaming, I ain't the one you wanna mess with. Use a joke, I ain't the one you wanna jest with. The battle's coming, you only got a few seconds to run. Yeah. Yeah. Hello, Bengals fans. I am Matt Minnick, and this is Coach Speak. Well, you know, it makes me think of uh, one of my favorite movies, Talladega Nights, The Ballad of Ricky Bobby. When they're in the bar and John Gerard has him, he says he's going to break his arm. And then when he does it, he said, oh, he actually did it. Uh, <laughs> so, <laughs> I know how I'm feeling today. You know, 31 years, going back to when I was a kid. Um, I was around, I was watching it, I don't remember it. But uh, been a long time since the last playoff win for the Bengals. They actually did it. Uh, here we are going in to round two and it is a beautiful beautiful thing thank you for joining me today excited to, to keep on moving on and look they've got the Tennessee Titans and, and I think that's the great thing about it like look they actually did it they won the playoff game uh, you know going back to the in the mid 90s when Steve Young finally won a Super Bowl and you know after having the impossible job of replacing Joe Montana. He won his Super Bowl, you know, take the monkey off my back, you know, like it's gone. You don't have to worry about that. You know, and, and Zach Taylor said in his press conference that he didn't think that the players really felt it. And he's like, I feel it because I'm around more. Uh, but, yeah, you know, we, we talk about this stuff all the time. They talk, love to talk about it on ESPN. But it has nothing to do with those guys. You know, um, you know, a handful of them were around in, in 15, but, you know, they weren't around for 30 years. Most of these guys were uh, were not even born. You know, we got guys in their early 20s on this team. <laughs> you know, look at Jamar Chase is like, what? What are you talking about? Y2K? I never heard of it. But anyway, um, so that is off their back. And, and I look at it kind of like the Tennessee Titans game last year where um, some of you loyal listeners uh, will remember that I – predicted that victory I do not make predictions very often um I've usually got to be pretty pretty confident um to to make a prediction and even though it's I I don't make it for no reason though so it's usually something where it surprises people but I still feel really good about it and that was one of those situations and what happened was that morning uh I think it was actually happened like live on the podcast where we found out that uh Michael Jordan was going to be ineligible. And Michael Jordan was the last of the day one starting offensive linemen. Uh, who, did I say ineligible? I meant hurt. Anyway, he was injured. Uh, they were all injured. The entire offensive line from day one was injured. Uh, obviously, they they lost uh, Suofilo at the beginning, but then like the other four guys were all gone that week. And I just started laughing. And I told John Sheard, I told Anthony Cassandra, I said, look, they're going to win. Like, 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 it's crazy, but they're going to win. And now, you know, people are going to see that as a negative of Michael Jordan. But it's not. It was just like, sometimes you just have your back so far up against the wall that it takes all the pressure off. You know, and, and that was one of those situations where it's like, you know what, the biggest thing with this team is the offensive line. They got a completely new group of offensive line. All their offensive linemen are hurt. Sometimes things can get so bad that it makes it good. You know, where you can just go out there and be like, Nobody expects a damn thing of you. Whatever. You know what I mean? 
And and I think I kind of see it that way for the Bengals this week. Like, just go out there and YOLO. You know what I mean? Like, nobody thought you were going to be here. Nobody, I mean, nobody thought they were going to be in the playoffs. You know, people thought Zach Taylor was getting fired, uh, you know, in like, <laughs> you know, before, before Halloween. Uh, and, you know, now they're here and they won the game and nobody thought they were going to do it. And now they're playing against the number one seed. They're traveling to the number one seed in the playoffs. You got nothing to lose, brother. You know what I mean? Like, you got nothing to lose. So I, I see it in a similar way. You know, I think they got nothing to lose. Just go out there, be loose, have some fun. And, yeah, we're, we're, we're a good year ahead on the, uh, on the rebuild anyway. You know what I mean? Like, you can't take it for granted and assume they're going to be there every year. But, again, they weren't supposed to be there. So go out and have some fun, you know? Um, so that's a little bit about the Titans. We're going to get back to them uh, later on. But I want to talk about some other things that – Zach Taylor said in his interview, first of all, he, he commented about how I just kind of alluded to the people that didn't think he'd make it around. He said, look, I'm, I'll be honest, I wouldn't be here if this is another organization. You know, they gave a game ball to Mike Brown. We give the Brown family a lot of crap. Uh, but you've got to give things time. You've got to let things develop. Obviously, Joe Burrow is a big part of this team's success, uh, a huge part of this team's success. But Zach Taylor has changed this culture, and, and he's rebuilt this thing. And I, I give all respect to Marvin Lewis because he took a terrible '90s team and made them competitors. You know, he took them from from awful to good. You know, and and hopefully, Zach Taylor's the guy that's going to take them from good to great. You know, because it's not easy. It's not the same thing. Um, I don't want to get ahead of myself, but but hopefully that's the way things pan out here. But look, these things take time. And NFL franchises are crazy. I was thinking about this the other day. Like what if like think about what you do for a living. Think about if you were treated or your boss was treated like anybody in your profession was treated like they treat NFL coaches. <laughs> you know, like like you know, you get uh 16 shots, well, 17 shots now, and, and you're out the door. You know what I mean? Like, guys are getting fired after one year. Uh, you know, like, like it takes time to change things. You got to bring in your people. You got to bring in a system. You got to work around. You got to learn the ins and outs of the place. Like, some of these things take time. And I, I think, like, you look, you look at some good franchises. I, I hate them. I hate them. We all hate them. Mike Tomlin has been with the Steelers for a long time. He made he did some pretty dumb things at the beginning, like here and there. Like now he's one of the league's best coaches, and he is. I'm sorry, um, I hate to admit it, but he is. And before him, Bill Cowher, very good coach for a lot of years. You know, before him, Chuck. No, like, like they've only had a handful of coaches. You know, and there's a reason for that. Sorry, I hit the mic there. Uh, getting getting a little animated here, but I think that's that's a good way to look at it. Like, yeah, you gotta you gotta know when it's time to make a move and make a move. And did we elongate the Marvin Lewis era a little bit more than we should have? Yeah, uh, I'll admit all that. But there's something to be said for giving it time, having patience, having faith. And Zach Taylor talked about that. He talked about how they have an owner who's around. He said, look, Mike Brown's here every day. You know, uh, they've got a guy who's around, who sees what's going on, 
sees the vision. And that's why, you know, Mike Brown can see things that you and I don't see because he's there. Um, the owner of the Miami Dolphins is not there. And they just moved on from a really good head coach. They've also done, uh, you know, what we've talked about this a little bit on last week's podcast, and uh, Zach Taylor referred to it as skipping steps, but they also traded for assets like crazy. Assets don't do a damn thing. Players do a thing, right? <laughs> like, assets are great, but you got to utilize them. You know, we look at the, the Raiders, look at the uh, Dolphins, like, like these teams that have accumulated a bunch of first-round picks, that doesn't mean they're taking the right picks. The Buffalo Bills did. You know, they got Josh Allen, they got Tremaine Edmonds, uh, but not everybody's doing that. You know, a lot of these teams are, are making some questionable suspect picks with those first-rounders. Uh, you know, the, the Dolphins, are they really better without Minka Fitzpatrick and Laramie Tunsil? I don't think so. Um, and are they better without Brian Flores? Nope. I don't think so either. They got rid of their offensive coordinator after year one for Tua. So, you know, Tua's going to be on like his third offensive coordinator, probably, uh, second head coach. I mean, it's crazy. You know, and you look at the same thing, um, you know, out in Los Angeles with Justin Herbert. You know, like they went out and got, got him a new coach. Have these things in place. Have a coach, have a coordinator, you know, then get your guy. Um, Landing spot is huge in the NFL, especially at the quarterback position. Uh, just look at Mac Jones. You know, that's why he's having success because they, they had a, a solid, you know, starting point for him there. Uh, they had some things in place there for him. They've, they've got a good coach. They've got a good coordinator. And, yeah, I mean, look, it's 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 such a me first, you know, get out of my way, now, 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 instant gratification business. And it's just stupid. It just makes no sense. Like, you got to chill. You got to relax. Like, NFL owners need to stop acting like toddlers and give dudes a chance. Um, that's what they need to do. Um, there's other things they need to do, too. I mean, there's, you know, uh, definitely uh, some other issues going on with NFL owners and who they hire and why they're making hires. Uh, but that is a conversation for another day, so we're going to leave that one alone but that was a my, my big takeaway from that conference he talked a little bit about Joe Burrow you know and, and how he's the guy who makes the play when there's no play to be made uh, and, and you see that when he's running out of bounds and throwing the ball you know through inadvertent whistles and all um, that had no effect on the play by the way so that's uh, that's that now let's talk a little bit about the Titans and like I think there's a misunderstanding. I don't think people get why the Titans win. You know, people talk to me about, oh, injuries, injuries. Mike Rivers is doing a great job. Um, I think his assistants have done a great job filling in for those injuries. Um, I think Mike Rivers is a good coach. Uh, but, uh, like, to me, you know, even through those injuries, I expect that team to be pretty good because of the way they're built. Um, I think it was a well-built team. I think the general manager's done a really good job there. I think the style of play they have is conducive to overcoming those sort of things more so than a lot of NFL uh, teams are. So, I did I expect them to be number one seed? No, but I think they're the number one seed because everybody else blew it. You know, I think the Chiefs blew it. I think the Bengals blew it, uh, you know, with, with that losing stretch they had. Um, I think the, the Patriots blew it because I, I, there, there was some time there where I was like, oh, oh, they're good. They're good. They got it. Nope, they blew it. The Bills blew it, you know, from the beginning of the year. Um, are they coming around? You know, we'll, we'll find out. 
Um, I've got to dig deeper on them um, in the near future, hopefully. But, like, the Titans are have just been a little bit more solid. You know, yeah, they, they lost to the Texans. I get it. You know, they've, they've lost some games they shouldn't have lost. Uh, but they've just been a little bit more solid despite some of their injuries. So, how do you beat that team? Like, like Derrick Henry looks like he's going to be back. Derrick Henry... Very, very difficult to tackle. These, these guys like to run the ball anyway. How do you take away the run game? Well, you can't stop anything on defense. Like, like that's the NFL. Like, the rules are, are built for the offense. And if the team wants to do, it, do something, they're probably going to be able to do it if they're really good at it. And the Tennessee Titans are really good at that. Uh, you know, Keith Carter, uh, offensive line coach guy that doesn't get enough credit, he's really good. Uh, so, so that group has been very, very good. So what do you do? It's complimentary football. You know, that's something Taylor talked about. They talk about how the game needs to go for them to win it. That's something they failed at uh, in the first matchup with the Browns. You know, they, they fell behind in the Browns game, and the Browns were able to run the ball. Uh, and that, that took away their opportunities to, to be able to come back and let them run the ball and grind the ball out on them. So I, I think, really, you need to play from the front. You need to play with the lead here. So start off make some big plays, hit the big plays with Chase, got to be good in the red zone, had some issues there recently uh, on offense and defense, got to be good in the red zone, got to get those stops um, early and often. You've got to be two plus in the turnover game, which they have been recently. Uh, they're plus 10 over the last five weeks, which is awesome, but you got to protect the ball and you got to take the ball away. And then when you take the ball away, you have got to capitalize. All right, a takeaway has got to end up being seven points. All right, and if Larry Ogunjobi can't finish it in the end zone, uh, you know, unfortunate uh, that he's not going to be the guy there. But, you know, like this week, if he can't finish in the end zone, well, then Joe Mixon better, then Joe Burrow better. You got to figure that out. You got to get seven points off of those turnovers, get the turnovers, but it's not good enough. Capitalize on those turnovers. I think you need to throw the ball, right? Like, you can't just get the lead and, and work it out. I think they're. Their defense uh, is, is also built to stop the run. And I think that this offense and this offensive line look a lot better, um, look you know, pretty decent in this game, uh, protecting Burrow. I think that they can really move the ball in the pass game. I don't think it's going to be a run game for them. Uh, I think they've got to score that way. That doesn't mean uh, you can't also work the clock when you're ahead a little bit. You know, you throw high percentage balls, you keep the clock running. Uh, but they need to chuck the rock. This is Joe Burrow's game. This is Joe Burrow's game. He's got to go out there, put up some crazy numbers, do some crazy things, make some plays. Uh, the other thing that really worries me in this game is special teams. We've given up some long kicks uh, recently, and you know that's where, as these injuries pile up, you know you lose some guys on some of those teams, uh, which which can be vital. Uh, we can't have that. You know you can't give up the cheap stuff. Uh, you can't give up points on special teams. Uh, they've gotten lucky with some penalties that have been calling some of those things, uh, but that's definitely a big-time concern for me. So, uh, I am Matt Minnick. Uh, looking forward to the week. Looking forward to the matchup. Seeing round two of the playoffs. Holy crap, here we are. They actually did it. Who day? Yeah, we coming for with sours. Yeah, we coming for with sours. You hit a crap.